We are back with another edition of the Quarantine Cast. I've been off. I haven't done an interview in like two weeks. It's weird getting back into these things, but I am joined by John Kuhneman, uh, who makes his pro debut uh, just a little over a week. First things first, man, how are you doing? I'm doing well, man. I'm, I'm feeling good. Weight's on point. Training is going very well, so I'm happy. Everything's going fantastic. I'm up in uh, Canada, so right now, like, everything up here is just ridiculous. You can't you can't get training in. Uh, you're fortunate. You're you're there at one of the the biggest gyms in the world. What's training been like for you the past uh, past year and a half or so? Man, it's been fantastic. So I came came to Jackson Wink. I was gonna have a fight with LFA last summer. Um, ended up not happening, but I came here to do a camp. Um, got you know, and my coach from back home in Nebraska trained at Jackson Wink for a long time, and so he knew Greg and Wink and got me set up down there and. The, the culture, the vibe, the training partners, everything just felt perfect for me. So I came out here and, man, I'll tell you what, the last year I've improved more than in my whole entire time training. And it's just been so much like knowledge, training partners and everything has just been, I mean, it's the perfect mix for building a professional fighter. I mean, everything you can ask for is here. Um, there's no missing parts and that's what exactly I need. When you make a jump to a gym like that, I can only imagine. I mean, I go to just a local gym, but I remember I bumped into TJ Grant, and uh, I freaked out. So when you're when you're there and you're looking to your yeah. right, you see John Jones, you look to your yeah. left, you see Holly Holm. Um, at, at, one, at what point does the uh, you know the the, the fanboy uh, of of you like does that go away, or do you still fanboy? I mean, it's man, it's it's funny because I remember I used to watch John. I remember when he fought Shogun, and I was you know. I, I was 13 years old and I'm a little kid watching this fight. And now it's crazy to be on the mats with him. And it's like, you see that and you see, you know, the people that you've watched. I remember I was, I was 15, 16 years old when, when uh, Holly knocked out Rhonda and it's like, you know, we go out and now I'm training with these people and I'm learning from them and I, and I get to pick up their knowledge. And it's sometimes it, it's a little surreal. It's, it's a little bit like, wow, that's uh that's, I can't believe that's happening, but also half of it, it's like, I, I know it was meant to happen because I know the work I've put in and I know that, uh, this is part of the journey and, um, I'm going to be surrounding myself with the best people. So it's kind of both like you get the fanboy and some of it's like, you know, you think to yourself like, wow, I'm really grappling with John Jones right now, or, you know, I'm training with Holly, whoever it is. And then half of it's like, you know, I expected this, you know, I really knew this was meant to be part of my journey. You have a you have a very strong wrestling background. Um, when you go to, when you went there, what was the hardest part to incorporate? I mean, obviously, you, I'm sure you've you've gotten other work in, but when you go there and, and you're dealing with Holly's striking or, or John Jones's submissions, what was the hardest element to incorporate into your game? Kind of a different answer. The, actually, the big thing that I didn't expect was the altitude here. Like that's what got me, man. The first week, cause like I came out here, like, and I train, like, training's my life. I, I, all I do is train, and it's like I came out here trying to do like ten sessions, and the altitude just was like your first week. It's five, it's over five thousand feet here. It's like fifty three hundred. That was super tough. But I think the everyone who's accustomed to the altitude, and you're not, and you're going hard, and then you burn out, and you're just like, man, that that hits you. That was the big thing that caught me off guard. First off, for sure. I guess it's better to get that now than you know in the middle. Yeah, of the yeah, for sure, definitely. So you've had you've had a little bit of a layoff with the pandemic. You said you were supposed to fight uh, for the LFA last summer. Yeah, what's been the main reason for for the layoff? Was it just inability to find a fight? 
Yeah, it COVID made things tough for sure. Like, um, you know, fights falling through, not being able to get opponents has been huge. Um, I, I think with COVID, a lot pe- more people have been reluctant to take fights because fights are harder to come by. Um, and so it's just with all that combined, just trying to find a fight um, has been, I mean, the search we've had, we've been, I mean, I've been asking my, my old manager so many times, hey, can I get a fight? Can I get a fight? Can I get it? We just couldn't find anything. And um, now that things we seem to be opening up and, and uh, heading on the right path to be back to normal, I think we'll be able to start getting fights frequently again. It's, it's not often you see guys go pro with four fights. A lot of states don't even allow it. A lot of states want you to have five, six, some even ten. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what, what went behind the decision to go pro uh, so early? I mean, you're still only 22. Yeah, it, it was all Greg and Wink. I uh, talked to Greg, and we were looking at, you know, some amateur fights back home in Nebraska and just wherever at we could find. And, and Greg and Wink said, no, it's, you're ready for to turn pro, turn pro right away. You're, you're ready. And, and uh, it, for a second, I was a little unsure. I was like, you know, it took me a second to be like, am I ready? But, you know, I know Greg Jackson's been in this game literally longer than I've been alive. And uh, he knows. I trust him. And he said, you know, you're ready. And it wasn't even a second thought for him. And so if he feels confident in my abilities to, to be turn pro and, and fight at that level, um, I'm ready. You're going up to Alaska. Have you been yeah. to Alaska before? Yeah. Um, it No, never. Not I've never been to Anchorage. And man, it's, it, I've never been anywhere this far away in up North. It's just like a totally different place. Like it's, it doesn't even, you don't even think about Alaska really. It's like, I'm used to, you know, people not even, I'm from Nebraska. So everyone, you know, looks at Nebraska. It's a flyover state. I never think about Alaska. Like, Oh, let me go to Alaska. So go, coming here is going to be, it's a, it's a cool environment and I'm excited, you know, cause I've never been, you know, somewhere like Alaska, you know? You're facing Devin Paulson. He's a four-fight uh, pro. He has four fights as a pro. Um, what's your thoughts on the matchup? And do you think that, you know, the four fights is going to be a factor? Like, do you feel like he has experience advantage? I mean, experience is experience. But you look at, like, for one example, you look at Aaron Pico, one of my training partners out here at Jackson's. He fought a guy with nine fights for his pro debut. And that was his MMA debut, not even just his pro debut. So it's like, you know, I trust in, you know, I haven't fought in a year and some change, but, you know, I trust in my abilities to take me there. I'm training with some of the best fighters in the world um, and I'm training every day. So I think experience, yeah, it has a factor for sure. But I also think who you're training with and mat time has a lot of experience. And I've been on the mats for a long time, um, grinding, you know, this last year and a half really to for this date. So, um the experience, yeah, experience matters, but I think also preparation and um, your training is really the biggest key, in my opinion. It's also an outdoor venue. Uh, is, is that something that excites you? And have you ever competed outside? Never. No, I've never competed outside. So that will be kind of cool. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely interesting. It's on Fight Pass. Does that excite you, knowing that you're going to be able to be to watch from your family back home? Oh, yeah, for sure. That's, that's honestly one of the bigger reasons why I was very excited to take this fight for sure. I know you're, you're still 22 and you don't want to look too far into your future. You don't want to look past Devin Paulson. Um, but when you look ahead to the next couple of years, do you try to stay, do you want to stay busy to make up for lost time or are you okay with like easing yourself into it? I want to, I mean, honestly, like I don't even look at this like year layoff is like a layoff. I mean, yeah, I haven't, 
competed in a year in, in a little bit, but it's like the way I see it is the amount of training I've gotten. Like if I fought myself from the version, you know, when I was preparing my last fight, it wouldn't even be a close fight. I would destroy that version of myself. So it's like the amount of like levels, you know, they say there's levels to this game. I feel like the amount of levels that I've improved on and, and increased, you know, in, in my skill set is night and day. So yeah, it would, it's night. It would be nice you know, to have had a couple skill sets improved through my training. And, and that's the most important factor. So, I mean, yeah, I'd like to take fights, but honestly, it's, I'm just here to whatever fights that I feel are right to, to take me on to the next step in my journey and, and get into the UFC. You're also dropping down in weight. You've competed up as a light heavyweight. This fight's at a catch weight of 180, um, but you want to go down to 170. What's the reason for, for dropping uh, down weight classes? I just feel like, I mean, I, I train with a lot of seven years and I feel like that's, that's a probably the body type that fits best for me and you know i think i can i can be a lot stronger than a lot of these guys and i think at 185 like i you know i only walk around at like 198 to 202 so it's like that it's not really much of a weight cut to 85 and you know i can diet down and get my walk around weight to like 190 and 20 pounds down to 70s not bad so I, I just think 70s more for my body style you know i'm very more of a dense kind of stockier build. And I think that cutting down to 70 just fits, you know, my style and, and my, how I like to fight a little bit better. Speaking of, of your build and your fight style, is there anybody that you kind of look at, whether it's UFC, Bellator, they don't even have to be fighting anymore that you're like, that's probably the guy that I fight most similar to. I've been told I fight a lot. Like um, the guy he fought yesterday, uh, Fazayev. And Bilal Muhammad, both those guys are, are two people that people tell me like that's kind of similar to my style. I like both those guys, so I'll take that as a compliment. But really, I mean, there's I think there's things I, I pick from everybody. You know, I, I don't have a style similar to Conor McGregor, but I pick a lot of things from him. You know, I pick a lot of things from guys like TJ Dillashaw, Khabib, and Usman, and John Jones. You know, John Jones is a completely different body style than me, but you know, I still pick things from him. So I'm I'm. People tell me I'm kind of like Bilal Muhammad and, and Fazayev, you know, but I really feel like I want to build my own style and, and pick and take things from, you know, different fighters. One question I like to ask, um, because everyone's different, you know, Rich, Fran or Rich Franklin was a teacher, Nate Diaz and Nick Diaz would be fighting no matter what. What is, what's your journey to mixed martial arts? How did you end up finding this sport? Man, I, I've always been, uh, they, my nickname, my fight nickname is Tiger. And that was always my nickname as a kid. And, you know, I've always, I was always the kid in school in scraps and fights. I was like, yeah, I've, I've actually, I have a saved tweet somewhere from people at school saying like, I think we need to count how many times John's been in a fight. And this was from like, you know, seventh, eighth grade, you know? So I've always been something. I've always been kind of a scrappy kid and I've always been the kid that loved to fight and, I think it just kind of came natural. I, I wanted to be a, a Navy SEAL. That was like a big thing. I wanted to test myself and do things that were very difficult. You know what I mean? I wanted to put myself some, through some of the hardest training I could. And you know, obviously as a type one diabetic, I'm not able to be a Navy SEAL. So I had you know to find something else and MMA just kind of fell into that mix perfectly. That's actually, uh, I think there's a couple other fighters that are that are type one diabetics. What's been the hardest part of being a diabetic as well as weight cutting, training and all that stuff? The hardest part is when your blood sugar goes 
low or high uh, during training because if it's low like you literally just feel like you want to like pass out and you get like the you know the like shaky like hands and legs you literally can't even train so trying to manage your blood sugar in while you're training full time is is 100% the hardest thing like that that alone is a fight in itself and trying to you know make sure because I got to time my meals and my my insulin dosages properly and trying to figure all that out um while you know training you know several hours a day is is so difficult but um i think experience helps you know make that a little bit easier but definitely just trying to balance your blood sugar um avoiding lows and high blood sugars you know during training is definitely the hardest part and then we'll end on this is there anybody you want to thank before we end it i just want to thank uh all my coaches um you know, without these guys, you know, I wouldn't be anywhere today. Greg Jackson, Mike Winklejohn, uh, Alex Sikpang Pondam, um, even my coach back home, Ryan Jensen. You know, without him, I wouldn't have even been to Jackson Wink. You know, if he would have never, during his UFC career, if he would have never did his camps here, I would have never had the um, opportunity to get to know Greg and Wink, Coach Alex, and um, even the general manager at Jackson Wink, Misha. You know, he's uh, he's been a life changer and getting me set up and getting me opportunities out here and, and uh, taking care of me and making sure things are going properly for me out here. He's kind of been like, uh, I call him uncle Misha. He's kind of like my, my little guys guardian angel out here. So I you know I'm really all the coaches and the staff at Jackson wink. Um, these guys have been, I mean, they've been literally, they welcomed me with open arms, like family um, the day I got here. And that to me is, I'll always remember that for sure.